welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. Um, good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Blue Sneeder John, and I have a uh, special guest with me today, which we have a lot of history. We do. <laughs> um, so this is Margaret Enns. Um, I always called her Mrs. Enns, and we'll tell you the history of that. Um, but Margaret is my very first uh-huh. patient yes. that we ever did surgery on here at the Panhandle Weight Loss Center. And so what I'm excited about today is just to kind of talk about, you know, everything about your life, the history of us, and then uh, your journey. Okay. <laughs> so great to have you, Margaret. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I told her after this, she's also going to be a, a podcast sensation. Oh, so, bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I just want to start with kind of our history, um, okay. which was is fun. So um, I grew up in Dalhart. I think all my patients know that. And Margaret, you were there forever. Yes. That's home. Grew up there, born there, came back after school there. And I think our first, um, when I got to know you, was seventh or eighth grade? Eighth grade. History. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And we actually had several classes together because we actually, <laughs> when I went off to high school, you did our I came study off skills. To high school too. <laughs> so a lot of, uh, um, and I've told Margaret over the years, a lot of everything that I've learned over the years, the inspiration came from her and her just pouring, pouring, pouring into my life, teaching me great study skills. Thank you. <laughs> and then her, uh, one of her sons uh, was my a good friend in high school. That's right. And so, it was is just a lot of a lot of fun history there. So I had Blue as a doctor, and then my primary care doctor. That's right, Doctor Nathan Fermadol. Same class with my youngest son. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so we've had a lot of history together. <laughs> a lot of history, and a lot of good memories. Absolutely. Um, so I just want to start with. You know, what I hope today to share with patients out there is is just your journey. Okay. Um, we are now almost more than 10 years. Where are we, right? November will be 12 years. 12 years since the day you had surgery. And we're going to talk a lot about surgery, but I just want to start kind of, you know, prior to that. Uh, your weight struggles up until the, the time you thought about that, and then we'll talk about kind of our story on how that transpired. But... Kind of give us an idea into your weight struggles okay. prior to that. Probably over the years, I've done about every kind of weight loss um, thing you could do. Weight Watchers, which I lost about 50 pounds there. Um, all different kinds of diets that were out there. I've probably done all of them. Uh, my primary care doctor, about September of 2010, told me I was a walking stroke or heart attack waiting to happen. At that time, I probably weighed about 235 pounds. 
and uh, he brought to my attention uh, Blue and who had moved back to Dalhart and was thinking about doing bariatric surgery. I'd never even heard of that before this time. And so we began that conversation. I've visited with Blue. Of course, I've known Blue forever. And we began to talk about that. And um, I thought, gosh, I really need to do this for myself. And I must say, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. Um, And because I was the first patient uh, in Dalhart, they didn't know really what to do with me. (laughs) They would give, after the surgery, they gave me all these sugar drinks and nothing with protein. We've learned a lot since then. (laughs) Absolutely. I didn't have to go through all the hoops that probably patients have to go through today. Um, We did some things afterwards, the nutrition, and of course I had Blue's sister being my trainer who was absolutely wonderful and really got me going really hard. Um, My least weight was probably about 138 pounds and that was probably a great weight, but probably my body needed a little more than that. And so I want to say it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, but it's something that you have to be constantly working upon. Um, Blue thought it was hilarious that I had a hula hoop, a weighted hula hoop. And I did that a lot back then. Um, I did a lot of what I called a slogger. I was a slow jogger back then, and I've done a half a marathon. So I was very proud of myself for doing that. But because my knees have not gotten to be so great now, I do a lot of walking and not the jogging that I used to do. I loved every time you'd come in and and give me the uh, new workout that you're doing. And some of them, I was a little worried that she was going to hurt herself because <laughs> one involved a little small trampoline. Yes, um, yes, I had still had that mini tramp. I use that particularly in Dalhart. We have really cold weather. I'm a early morning walker, and some mornings when it's below 20, it's hard to get out and walk. So I still use my little mini tramp, and I can watch TV. I can lift weights with it. So Blue always thinks that's really funny. <laughs> No, I've, I've learned a lot from you, Margaret, over the years. Um, because one thing I think I think we share in common that we've learned is is this is a journey. Absolutely. Every day, every day, I, you know, for example, to kind of reiterate, um, we're always learning. And Absolutely. so everything about nutrition that I taught or we did back then is different even to some extent today. And I think we continue to learn, and that's something at our yearly visit, I try to share with you what I'm learning. Uh, And I think uh, that I think for all of us to be not only successful for weight loss, but becoming healthy, it takes always learning every day. And it's a choice. And we can get off track, but then we need to get right back on track. And all about you, but when I'm eating right, when I'm exercising, mm-hmm. when I am have a healthy lifestyle, I'll f- I feel better. Would Absolute, you agree with that? Absolutely, yes. Um, 
so I just gonna a few things you kind of alluded to it, but I, I want to ask a few formal questions. But what, uh, how has surgery helped you along the way? I think that gave me a jump start yeah. to a better life because the way I was going, I probably would have had a heart attack. I had high blood pressure at that time. I don't have a high blood pressure yeah. now. Uh, I was taking medication for that. I don't take medication for high blood pressure anymore. It makes you aware of your own health and that you want to be around for your grandkids and your grandkids, great grandkids. Yeah. Um, so a tool, and that's something that I always, when I sit down with mm -hmm. patients, I always describe it as a tool. It's not a magic right. bullet. Absolutely. But it's one of those things that can kind of get you going mm -hmm. and helping you get over that that hump you've not been able to get That's over. Right. Um, but it's it's from that point, then day to day, creating a healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. going forward to be now 12 years out yes. and have been what I call absolutely successful. Uh, when I see your labs every year, um, right now I don't see anything in your your life right now or your health that I'm concerned about. Yeah. Um, so some other questions. Um, so we're, I, 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 we already alluded to this, but it was in 2010? 2010. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let's just talk about keys to success. And I want to focus on this because I think that that's something that a lot of times we fo focus on the surgery, mm -hmm. and it's more the afterwards. Absolutely. And it's more the day-to-day -day grind of, of, of creating that healthy lifestyle. What would you say, if you were to share with other patients out there, how to keep the weight off for 12 years? How, how do you do it? One of the things is you have to remember to take your protein. Mm -hmm. That's very important, particularly for me because of some hair loss. So I have to be very careful about that and try to constantly monitor that. The other thing is exercise. And I walk, I walk, I try to do 10,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a little canyon down from us and I walk out there most mornings when it's not blowing a whole lot or 108 <laughs> or 108 degrees. 108 degrees. <laughs> So that's what I do. And then in the winter when it's bad, I use my little mini tramp and uh, get on there. And like I said, you can, I can lift weights while I'm on there or watch TV, whatever, watch the news for the morning, whatever. I think that that's a lot of what trips some of us up. We have this routine that it's, we keep it up when it's simple. Mm -hmm. It's when it gets hot. It's when it gets cold that we quit walking, we quit doing that. How do you, how would you share to keep those habits going even when you run into adversity? Well, I'm an early morning person. Mm -hmm. So in the summer, you know, I might be up at 6.30 and walking by 6.45. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I wake up like at five and go out and of course I can't go down to the canyon at five in the morning because it's really pitch dark but I walk around my neighborhood a lot and you just have to monitor the weather um, I try to if it's um, early in the morning I try to wear white but 
and have a blinker on so that people don't run over be, me. Be safe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so you just try to monitor what works best for you and what works best for me. I've never been a gym person. And so I I just don't get up and go out and do a gym. And I walk by myself at 530 in the morning or whatever time it might be. And my husband does not walk with me. I go by myself. And so I carry up. Ron, are, are you listening out there? <laughs> you don't have to have a buddy. It might be nice to have a buddy, but you don't have to have a buddy with you. <laughs> no, it, it is nice for accountability, but also it's, um, I think it goes back to everybody's different, but you got to be self-motivated. Mm-hmm. You have to. Absolutely. One, one thing I always like sharing with, with some of my patients is, um, for example, I've always, I've, I've read this new book recently called Atomic Habits, and Dr. Bo and I are going to have a podcast on it, but it's about creating really good habits in your life that our life every day is made up of the habits that we mm-hmm. have. And for example, one of my habits I created back in high school was doing push-ups. Yes. And you still do them. And I still do them. <laughs> and it started off with, I think it was 10 push-ups in the morning before I got in the shower. Mm-hmm. And now it's become something I've done for over 35 years. Yeah. And it's, it's, you don't have to start crazy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be going to the gym. It doesn't have to be an hour of working out. It can be five minutes of walking, 10 minutes of walking. Uh, but creating that habit where you are consistent and it, you may not see the effects immediately, but they, in your case, these habits that you've created has has served you well for the past 12 Absolutely. years. Absolutely, and if I don't do the exercise, then the weight comes on. Mm-hmm. And I see that in myself. So, you know, it does become a habit. Yeah. And it's real easy to get out of the habit of, you know, you're out of town or you go for vacation or whatever, and then you have to just jump back in yep yep get back in that routine yeah um let's talk about just nutrition and this is a hard one because um everybody's you know so different um food choices what people like uh, all the confusing uh advice out there absolutely <laughs> and even i'd say this this is you know what i what i believed myself how i ate even three years ago, two years ago is different than what I mean today. And and again, we're gonna talk a little bit, maybe dive off into some some weeds here, okay? <laughs> Great. Uh, but what have, you, you mentioned about protein, what have you found works for you? Like how you eat, uh, how you view food. Um, just share some secrets. Okay. Uh, usually in the morning I have an energy drink with mm-hmm. some protein mm-hmm. in it and I might have another energy drink in the afternoon with some protein in how it. come energy drink just share it with me um, I'm not a caffeine yeah. don't drink coffee yeah. or anything yeah. like that so I feel a little slump and okay. so when I feel that slump I just get a little energy drink mm-hmm. I do a I don't know whether product but I have a product that I that gives like me it. just a little bit of energy mm-hmm. um, I'm a big, (laughs) 
hate to say this blue, but a Diet Dr. Pepper fan, and I've tried to really limit We don't those. endorse that. No, <laughs> I know you don't endorse that. And I have to be mindful of drinking more water. Yeah. Uh, that's very difficult sometimes for me to do. And, you know, traveling, you have to be, you know, Always trying to hydrated. have that. Yes. Um, also, chicken, you know, how many ways can you fix yeah. chicken? And you do get tired of that. I'm not a big beef eater. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not a big fish eater. Mm-hmm. So trying to find those things that you like. I like salads, mm-hmm. you know, with different vegetables and trying to get... Uh, those things in every day sometimes can be a real chore yeah um i think the more i've learned about you know not only weight loss but just health and giving our body what it needs i i'm finding that nutrition is 80 mm-hmm. percent of of i feel like our our weight Absolutely. The ability to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. If you change your diet, that's going to be even more dramatic than then being able to exercise it yeah. off. Would you? Now, yes, I would agree with that. I'm a real carb eater, and I've learned that about myself So finally after a few years. And so I'm trying to be very cautious about those carbs that I eat, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's pretty tough sometimes and when you say carbs more like the sugars the the sweets or what what more like crackers and okay. chips okay. and those kinds of carbs which are not always great for you yeah. that's that's i think one of our i think every patient mm-hmm. struggle uh we dr bow and i did a um, podcast the other day on sugar and and i feel like probably the biggest struggle uh in every patient's life is Refined carbohydrates, right. like what you're talking okay. about, sugar, mm-hmm. uh, soft drinks, mm-hmm. and um, in tackling that, there's not a simple, easy fix. No, there is not. And so you have to learn to like. I used to do a lot of chips, and mm-hmm. so you know, cut back just little handful if I have to have a chip or cracker or something like that so those are things that you can still enjoy some of the things you like but be mindful of how much that you eat moderation moderation yeah that's right no I I, I'm finding that in everything that we do in life it's it's about balance Uh, if we go too extreme then then you you just (laughs) crave them all the time does that make sense absolutely and uh, you know like the the sugar and the carbs boy that can really set me off yeah yeah i um that's what so that's i think been the biggest change in my life uh is i up until about three or four years ago i didn't have to worry about my weight i had what what would say a good metabolism um i exercised uh i was very active um but then about three or four years ago, I started putting on some weight, uh, getting a little insulin resistant, mm-hmm. and everything that I was doing was not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was called age. <laughs> it, it happens to us. <laughs> it can get all of us. At a, some of us it gets earlier. Some of us it gets later. And I just happen to be a little later. Um, but I've had to learn uh, more about being very mindful about these things that I put in my mouth because I know 
uh, that it's our body is going to either respond well or not to the sugar I put in my yes. body. And uh, I was, I would say a sugarholic to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I could get away with drinking those white chocolate mochas from, from, from <laughs> Starbucks and, and, and it didn't cause me problems. Mm-hmm. But then I started putting on some weight and I really had to make some dramatic mm-hmm. changes. And I saw by changing that, it just, the weight came off. Yeah. Um, so I even want to go to, you know, even a deeper level on the nutrition, because I think that that establishing a good routine from the beginning after surgery is key. Yes. Um, now I'm a rule follower, so I followed all the rules that blue made for me. (laughs) (laughs) Even if some of them back then weren't correct, I had, we had to kind of guide over the way yeah um so you know i think the things that we let's just kind of go over the the things that have evolved since we've talked is you know we always focus on protein Mm -hmm. um and the way i see it is is our body needs four things it needs well essentially it's made up of four things protein Mm -hmm. okay carbohydrates fats and vitamins and Mm -hmm. minerals and our body it can't make protein. No. You have to get it through your food. That's why we really focus on that. Mm-hmm. And when we did, in your case, did a sleeve, you're not as eating as much. Right. Therefore, you have to, what everything you put in your mouth has to be, you have to be mindful of mm-hmm. it. And so that's why we really focus on protein because that's the one thing you can get. Uh, you can get malnourished if you're not mm-hmm. giving your body that. The second thing is carbohydrates. Our body doesn't have to have carbohydrates. And when I say that, it can it can take protein and fat and mm-hmm. make carbohydrates. Right. Um, now, there's good, I would look at it as this way, there's good carbs and there's bad mm-hmm. carbs. Um, the good carbs are vegetables. Mm-hmm. They're made of carbohydrates, but they ultimately don't turn into uh, calories in our body. They, they ultimately are, uh, for example, broccoli has so many advantageous phytochemicals in it that it it does so so much good for our body um then there's the things like sugars and refined flours like well like crackers um and and again margaret we're going to have a little conversation i think to just help patients understand this and one thing i was telling i think our last visit was i've been wearing a glucose monitor Uh And I've been, you know, trying to understand how my body responds to things like sugars and refined carbohydrates. And what I have found is my my glucose goes really high. Therefore, my insulin goes really high. And we're starting to see that that insulin level and that glucose level drives our weight gain and a lot of issues in our in our body. And what made me change from kind of re- getting rid of those foods is is actually seeing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm sure that's true. And I think that this will be some technology that I hope we're able to help you know get into patients' hands because you know we can eat like me. I was mm-hmm. eating bad for a long time <laughs> before it caught up to me. Yeah. But if I could have seen that 20 years ago and and saw how it affected my body, I would have changed how I ate. Yeah. Um, all right, to complete that thought, fats, 
we do need fats in our in our diet. Um, there's I, I, I look at it kind of good bad mm-hmm. good fats and bad fats too. Um, good fats are, are things like avocado um, and um, well I don't want to go off in too many details, but we'll have we'll save that one. Um, and vitamin minerals. Mm-hmm. I know you've been really good about taking your vitamins yes. over the years. Um, Still do that. Perfect. And I think it. I think there's that. You know, our foods aren't. Our foods don't have the quality right. of vitamins and minerals that they used to. That's right. And therefore, also with this surgery, you're not eating as much. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you've got to give your body what it needs. Um, all right. I'll, I had some more questions I want to ask. Um, just advice to other patients out there. What, what would you just tell them? Well, like exercise, do the things that you know you're going to continue doing. Like, I'm not the gym person, so if I bought a gym membership, it would just be out the window. Never do that. Uh, So find the things that you like to do, whether it's walking or jogging or taking your dog for a run or whatever it might be, or bicycling. Um, I did bicycling until I had a bicycle rack, so... (laughs) I told That's you, she, she was very adventurous. <laughs> yeah. So that was not good. I still have knee problems from that. So um, I find the things that you like to eat. Um, I get a real um, craving. I don't eat a whole lot probably at meals, but about 4 o'clock to about 6 o'clock. And so that's when I really struggle with what are the things that I can eat uh, that might be some protein and don't go overboard, which I think a lot of people struggle at that time of the day mm-hmm. for, you know, not to be eating the carbs and the sugars, yeah. but something that uh, will satisfy you and be healthy for you. So I, I do struggle with that. What um, have you found anything to, to satisfy those, those, those cravings at the middle? Not really. No. I try to maybe, I might have a protein drink then, yep. you know, to give me some protein to help satisfy that. But it's still a struggle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, and that's why I love uh, visiting with you because I think everyone, I, I think everyone struggles with mm-hmm. that. Um, certain things that I've been sharing over the years, um, I mean, this can vary. A, po- a protein shake, mm-hmm. um, nuts, mm-hmm. you know, walnuts, pistachios, pecans, anything that almonds, almonds, um, you know, good source of protein, mm-hmm. but a good source of also fat, right. healthy fat, um, and those are just those are satisfying. Um, you know, beef jerky, any kind of you know kind of lean meat like that. Uh, avocado slices, that's another, boy, if I eat a little bit of avocado, it fills me up. Well, I haven't thought about that at four o'clock, so I might try that. <laughs> Just a, a few avocado yeah. slices. Um, those are, you know, a lot of times uh, grabbing some cheese mm-hmm. is another mm-hmm. uh, good, what I call, you know, supplement or snack. Yeah. Um, so over the years, what do you feel like you've done great 
and what are things that you feel like you could improve upon? Okay, probably the walking. Yep. I continue to do the walking, and I've been doing that since I had surgery. Now, before I had the surgery, I could not even hardly walk up the hill that we have close to our house, and I would have to stop two or three times, and now I'd, I can beat this most people up, up the hill. Uh, so that's been very successful. Uh, probably not being as successful as eating what I need, the correct things to do. Yeah. Um, when my husband and I go out to eat, of course, usually my entree is way too much more than I need, but we don't like the same food. So <laughs> I have Sharon's to just, hard. It is hard because yeah. we just don't like the same foods. So I have a real, it's a real struggle for me to still eat healthy, particularly when you eat out. Yeah. Um, how has, I think that's everyone's struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, how has cooking over the years, are you a big cook? Well, I used to be more than <laughs> I am now because <laughs> there's just two of us at home. But yes, I, you know, since COVID, I've done a lot more cooking, trying to be more healthy about that. Uh, yeah. And we don't eat out near as much as we used to before COVID. So uh, my husband would eat out nearly every day because he was out of town nearly every day. And so trying to find those healthy things, you know, for myself at noon and then try to have something healthy at night. Sometimes that's a struggle. No, I, I, I think I think the, I think the blessing that come of going through COVID, same thing happened in our family. We started eating at home mm-hmm. and um, I was always the griller at mm-hmm. home, but I wasn't the i didn't step out of that those bounds too far mm-hmm. uh, but i really started experimenting with uh, just cooking more stuff and now i've become kind of the the chef at home which has been fun well can you come to my house <laughs> my husband <laughs> is not the grill <laughs> well so this this is what i hope to do and i've, I've kind of told i think i may have told you this i have wanted to create some videos of, of because yes. cooking is is way easier than we make it out to be that's exactly right particularly if we were grilling vegetables or you know some chicken or hamburger meat or whatever it's not as hard as as so some things that we've done well i want to go back to this i I feel like probably kind of my new saying is if you want to get healthy it starts in your kitchen Absolutely. And learning how, number one, where are we getting our food from? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think there's there's good sources and there's <laughs> bad, bad sources, sources. And that drives a lot of our health. Number two is getting away from processed foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the processed food industry has taken advantage of America's impatience. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sit down and cook a meal. We want it now. We want it fast and we want it easy. Yeah, absolutely. And we're paying a health price for that. And I think getting more families into the kitchen and 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 learning that lost art of cooking is is key. One of the things that we we have a, a meal program. Mm-hmm. 
And so my husband has really gotten into this meal program. And so, but you have to be real careful sometimes about what you order, but it's been, particularly during COVID, a wonderful opportunity to become more, to be a part of the kitchen more. What do you remember? What program you you using? Because Hello I, Fresh. Yes. So that's so mm-hmm. that's what started my mm-hmm. cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you you get all your ingredients. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you don't have to go to the grocery. store. You don't store. have to go to the grocery <laughs> store. It teaches you step by step, and that's what actually started mine during mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, I've evolved now where I've kind of been able to source my own stuff right. and have it. Um, so one thing I've been sharing, and I, I may have shared this with you, is vegetables. Uh-huh. Okay, we have two little girls. Getting kids to eat vegetables is hard. Uh-huh. Um, but we started experimenting with, for example, we're gonna go through a few things, kale, uh-huh. okay, which to get a kid to eat kale is hard. <laughs> um, Brussels sprouts, asparagus. You can do this with almost any vegetable, uh-huh. okra. but. I'm gonna take kale, for example, because this is my kid's favorite thing. We only eat it three, four, five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we take kale leaves and we rip the leaves off. We toss it in avocado oil. We lay it on a baking sheet. We salt it. Mm-hmm. We put it in the oven and bake it on 400 degrees for about 10 to 15 minutes yeah. until they're crispy. And it's almost like a crispy potato chip made out of kale leaf. And they, every time we have kids over, um, friends of theirs, they rec- they come home, they come over and they request this. That's how good it is. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. And so there's just some simple things. That doesn't take very long to make, but there's simple things that you can do that, that you can get your family back engaged on wanting to eat at home. Absolutely. Um, and it's not that hard. And we try to make it so difficult, you know. And it's really easy now that we do a lot more grilling, those kinds of things, baking. Um, Well, closing thoughts. um, For all those patients out there that are, you know, struggling, because a lot of uh, patients that listen to this podcast are either thinking about doing something or they're in the middle of, the the journey of surgery or they're five years out and they're you know regaining some weight they're they're a little discouraged what are closing thoughts that you would leave them that you're now 12 years out and you have you've kept the weight off you've done fantastic thank you um you couldn't do anything better for yourself than this i read a lot of the um panhandle weight loss comments People are scared about it. I've never been, I was never scared about doing this, even though uh, Blue is my youngest son's age. (laughs) You couldn't ask for a better surgeon, one who's more compassionate and caring than Blue Sneeder John. And I'm sure Dr. Blue Bo is the same way. Um, So I was never worried about that. Uh, After my surgery, I had a little bit of a stomach kind of cramps and so blue hit because i was his first he called uh, he said he gave me his uh, cell phone number and he said margaret if you have any problems call me 
So after these little cramps, I called him and he says, I'll be right up there. Now, I live a block from the hospital. We got there and I bet it wasn't five minutes later, Blue was there and we were checking out everything and everything turned out great. I never had any other problems after that. I never had any reflux, anything like that. So if you're wondering about doing it, I would recommend that you do it. Now, yes, you will probably regain some weight. I mean, our bodies go way down and then they need to come to where we can feel comfortable. But the thing is, you know, use your scales if you need to. If you get five pounds over, then get back on what you were doing before. If you're like me and you're really a diet person, you know, limit those, you know, maybe to, I was drinking a whole lot there for a while and I find that I have a difficult time losing weight when I'm drinking a lot of sodas. Mm -hmm. And so I try to limit, you know, what I'm doing or what I'm uh, getting. And that's why I don't have the Sonic app on my phone. So <laughs> I will never go get half drinks at any time of the day. So those are little things that you can do, you know, living it to the weekend, or maybe if you have something going on that you want to have it, you know, at a meal, instead of ordering that, order water with uh, uh, lemon or lime. Uh, if you have some hydration that you need, you can get those things that are good that you can put with water. Um, and realize that you probably will gain some weight, but jump right back on the wagon and try to uh, eat those nutritious things, the things that work for you. I'm a broccoli eater, but you know, Brussels sprouts and I do not get along, <laughs> and my husband hates them. So you have to learn what works for you and your family, and then just try to keep that up and um, read the, do listen to the podcast here. Listen to the comments. I've seen comments of things that people do or work for them. And, you know, I try to sometimes um, try those things. And you can always gain knowledge from whatever you might be reading in those. No, that's that's awesome. Now, I did ch change Blue's life when he started the bariatric surgery. He went a completely different way than what he what I was planning out. on. Yeah. You, you uh, <laughs> every, I have you to thank that because I'm sitting here. Yeah. Doing this. And it has been, you know, the Lord, it's fun how he, sometimes you create in your mind the plans that yeah. you have. <laughs> and he just, he knows truly the desires of our heart. That's exactly and right. I'm doing what he designed for me to do and think how many people you've helped and it's because been of that. it's been awesome it's been a blessing in my life so i i so appreciate you <laughs> margaret and well, i appreciate you <laughs> i appreciate you coming and sharing today and I, I i just echo everything that you just said i think you know never stop learning no never stop learning and then never quit that's exactly right i'm 72 years old that's awesome. And you look fabulous for 72. <laughs> and uh, I come see Blue every year, and he always gives me tips to do. He's always very complimentary to me. And so it's been a wonderful relationship that we've had. <laughs> well, I so appreciate this uh, this relationship, and I appreciate you coming today and, and yeah. sharing everything that you did. 
Thanks. <laughs> well, all right. Thank you, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.